God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. God is good. And all the time. God is good. God is good. God is good. You must say this thing right. Let me teach you how to preach. You must place emphasis on certain words. So you say, God is good all the time. Okay, let's try that again. God is good. You're preaching good tonight. Amen. You're prophesying the things that are not as if they are. That is faith. Having the ability to see the invisible. Faith is have the ability to see something before it happens. That is vision. We do not walk by sight, but by faith. Which is God's substance. Terms and conditions locked up in Scripture itself. Amen. You may be seated. I need to get into the Word. Just short word and then we're going to pray for people. See now comments coming through. Salome. I don't know from what platform that is. It looks like YouTube. Facebook it might be. Salome Yaku. Jesus, a lot of stuff coming through. See, there's so many people. I hate that sickness with a passion. The devil is a liar. He has got no right over your life. Nothing. Amen. Salome, healing is yours. Healing is yours. Lay claim to it. Lay claim to it. Have faith. Lay claim to it. Amen. Are we, are we together? Now, this morning we started off with this brand new series, How Faith Works. How many of you enjoyed as we started off the series this morning? How many of you enjoyed the message? Amen. Now, this morning we really touched on the technicalities, the technical side of faith. But tonight I want to get into the legal side of faith, the legalities within and around faith. Are, are, we, are we together now? Amen. And I need you to stay with me as when I catch a flow, I'm just going to flow. I'm not going to stop. So if you're going to miss, I'm going to go fast. If you're going to miss one part of it, you'll miss the entirety of the message. Because it's one thing flowing to another. Are we together now? I just quickly want to recap. Of this morning, obviously not going through the entire message. But uh, this morning we have spoken on faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we've broken up the whole verse of what is it that faith is always a now thing. It is always current. It is always present. It is always today. Meaning that I cannot live um, tomorrow off of yesterday's faith. I will have to hear what faith has got to say every single day. Are we together now? And we've, we've gotten into the word substance. That the word substance is not, as you might think, a physical, tangible substance. Although it is an object, it is not a physical object in the natural. It is an object that exists within the supernatural. Are you guys with me? It is something that is unseen. Faith always sees the unseen. 
Are we together now? And that substance I've told you that your Bible is your title deed and that you will need information, you will need knowledge of the terms and the conditions that is locked up within your title deed. Those terms and those conditions, that is the substance. Faith is that. Are you guys with me? And we've gotten into what is hope. Please understand that faith and hope is not the same thing. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hopeful. So faith is not hope. All be together. And it is the evidence of things not seen. And we've gotten into how do I gain faith? How do I obtain faith? And I said that faith comes by hearing. And that hearing by the word of God. And we've... We've just gotten into that whole verse of what's the true meaning behind. And for those who can remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It does not say that faith comes by hearing the word of God. But it says that faith comes by hearing. And that hearing comes by the word of God. That when I hear his word, are you guys with me? His word will develop within me the type of hearing that I need to stir up faith on the inside of me. How many of you can say that, what happens to you when you hear the Word of God? Come on now. How many of you can say that when you read Scripture, there are moments when certain verses just jumps up, jumps off of the pages, it just becomes real to you, and God starts to speak to you through His Word. What happens? There's faith being stirred up on the inside of me. Why? Because I heard His word i heard him speak are you guys with me by hearing that it stirred up within me the faith that i need to bring what i've heard into the natural i'll be together and i said that this is what faith is it is the response of the spirit of man to the word of god and so depending on how your spirit man responds to the word of God will be dependent on your measure of faith. And this is where I'm going to continue now. I want to get into the next point of faith and I want to speak about your measure of faith. For the Bible says that every man has been dealt a measure of faith. But now when I speak about measure, it means that it can be quantified. You can either increase or decrease in faith. Are we together now? Amen. Put on the screen for me Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Man, I'm praying that even in this night. You know, this morning I prayed and I asked God, what is the purpose of this message? What is the goal of this message? Why do we, we, why do we want to attain uh, through these uh, two parts that I'm going to preach today? What, what is the goal? Why do we want to attain? And God said, I want my people to get deeper into my word. I want a hunger to be stirred up within my people for my word. I want people to get into my word. I said, done my God, let's do this thing. So I pray that even in this night that there will be an addition to your faith. Are you guys with me? That there will be an addition to your faith. You must add to your faith. We have spoken on the technicalities of faith this morning. But now tonight I want to get into once your faith is already in place. The foundation is there. I need to start to build on top of that faith. The Bible says that I must add to my faith virtue. And to virtue knowledge. And to knowledge temperance. And to temperance um, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness charity. And patience, are we, are we together now? So I pray that even in this night that there will be an addition to your faith. That there will be an increase of your current measure of faith. That when you leave this place tonight, 
that you will not leave the same way that you have come in. But remember my words this morning when I have stated that there's, you need to come to the service with expectation and then you need to hear the Word, take it into your spirit, go out and apply it. Because applied knowledge is what generates power. In fact, even greater, God's applied knowledge generates God's supernatural power, which means that I need to take it and I must apply His Word to my life. The moment that I take and I apply it, that is faith. Application is faith. Application is faith. Are we together now? I must apply it to my life. Put on the screen for me, Romans chapter 12, verse 3. King James. King James, and it says, For I say, and this is Paul speaking, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, meaning this is now speaking to everyone seated here tonight, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt every man the measure of faith and this is very crucial because it makes a very powerful statement he's saying that i urge you brothers and sisters that you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to so if i'm speaking about measure which can be quantified i can increase or decrease the way that i increase my faith is by adding more substance Meaning I need to add more of His Word into, I need to take His Word and deposit it into my spiritual bank. I need to add more substance. The more substance, the more Word that I add to my spirit man, the more I will increase my level of faith. But now, if you want to decrease your faith, move into a bracket of pride. Pride will cause a decrease of faith. It says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but be sober, meaning that your boasting must be only His Word. That when you boast, you're boasting about His Word. You're boasting about the Gospel. There is nothing of you in this thing. That every word that you speak is just God. It's just Gospel. It is Christ. It is peace. It is righteousness. It is salvation. It is the unconditional love of God. You're boasting in such things. Paul says that I do not come with words, persuasive words. Please understand the man was very eloquent in his speech. He could preach very well. He could articulate exactly to the T using the right words, especially in the Greek language that is so rich, exactly what he wanted to say. Yet he said that I do not come with words of persuasion. Meaning I'm not showing up, boasting on myself. But what I speak is gospel. It is no longer I who live. But Christ who now lives in and through me. And what I reflect, what I give will be nothing but Him. Let there be nothing of me, my God. Take everything. Let there be nothing of me. But all that is of you. That when I go out into this dying and broken world, that I will not be seen, but be hidden in your presence, be hidden in your power, be hidden in your Holy Spirit, and what comes out be your word and your word alone. But I cannot do this if there is not an importation and a deposit of substance. 
There must be a deposit made for you to withdraw from something. Are you guys with me? Say measure of faith. Say again, say measure of faith. Meaning it can be increased and it can be decreased. Accumulation of applied knowledge. Say applied knowledge. Accumulation of applied knowledge, meaning the continuity. When I continually take the word and I apply it, it's not just faith is always now. So I must hear the word of God every day and I must apply it every single day. I cannot, I cannot just hear the word of God on a Sunday and think that I will be okay for the rest of the week. Now, I, Monday, tomorrow, come tomorrow, I will need to hear what faith is saying for Monday. I will need to hear his word in order to gain knowledge of what it is that faith is needing of me today. Are you guys with me? Amen. And so a, accumulation of applied knowledge is what will bolt your faith. Are you guys with me? Again, I remind you, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. So the more of the Word of God you receive into your spirit, the more you will develop this type of hearing that you need to stir up the faith that you need, to bring the things that you hope for into existence. I don't know if this is making sense. Now the Bible records, I want to explain this, this hearing, this, this hearing that I'm speaking about. It's a very specific type of a hearing. A spiritual hearing. Are you guys with me? The Bible says that when Paul was on the way to Damascus, that he had this encounter and that he heard God speaking to him in an audible voice. Go read it. It says that he heard God speak and he understood because he responded. Are you guys with me? God said, Saul, Saul, what are you doing? He said, Lord, who are you? I'm the one whom you persecute. Lord, what do you want of me? So he heard God audibly speak to him. Are you guys with me? But now the Bible says this, that all those around him also heard the sound, but they could not understand the words being spoken. So although they heard the sound, many believers are like this. Many, many sitting here even now, you, you're listening to the words coming from my mouth. But it's just like a sound. Yet there are others that are spiritually in tune, that are spiritually aligned with the Spirit of the living God. And you can hear what God is busy saying. Only one could hear. Paul could hear and understand out of the sound what God is busy speaking. I'm speaking about a very specific type of a hearing. And it's a spiritual hearing that you will need to develop. And the way you develop that hearing that will stir up faith is by depositing over and over and over. Every day, pass, with every passing day, you need to deposit substance. His word right into your spirit. You know, people have many times asked me, Pastor Martin, how do you quote scripture the way that you quote scripture? And it's because I have received a key. I have come to the understanding of a powerful principle of the kingdom of heaven that every time I memorize a verse, it is another part of Christ being formed on the inside of me. I'm depositing more substance on the inside of me. More of Christ is being formed on the inside of me. Are you guys with me? Now when I start to quote these verses, one after another, there will be a moment that I will get to a certain verse. But that one, God will use to speak to me concerning that day. And because I hear God speak to me through that one verse that I have quoted so many times before. But that day, God uses that one to speak to me. And when I hear Him, there is a faith being stirred up on the inside of me. 
that I know that I cannot fail. It is impossible. But it started with depositing the Word into my spirit. And I meditate upon it day and night. Every single day I will quote verses. Speak, speak. It's Christ being formed on the inside of me. Are you guys with me? Now, this is the thing. Once faith is in place, you will need to build on that faith. You will need to build on that faith. But you cannot build on it if it is not there. All be together. Faith is the foundation upon which you stand and declare the things that are not as if they are. I hope that you're hearing me. Faith which is substance of things hopeful. I stand upon this and from this I declare. From this I decree. I do not speak my own words. I speak His words. I do not waste my words using my own words. What is the use? I want to speak His words because His words produce power. His words will produce results. His words will bring change. His word will bring deliverance. His word will bring the breakthrough that I need. His word will cause promotion. His word will bring the finances. His word will bring the... I don't know if you're hearing this. I, once my faith is in place, that is the foundation that I stand upon and that I make my declarations, that I make my decrees. And that is from... I speak the things that are not as if they are. How is that possible? Because it already exists in the supernatural. It is a subject, it is a substance that exists in the supernatural. But I will need to develop spiritual sight. Because the moment I can see it, then I can attain it. Seeing is believing. The moment I can see it, I can attain it. And when I can see it, it is not physically visible. But for me, it is spiritually visible. And I look at those things that are not as if they are. And I choose to walk in them by action as if it already exists. That is faith. That is faith. That is faith. Are you with me? Say faith. I trust that you're enjoying the series so far. Amen. So how do I lay a foundation? I kind of touched on this this morning by receiving the Word of God and then to apply it. The Bible says in the NIV, Luke chapter 6, verse 46 to verse 49. Come on, we have touched on this passage of Scripture so many times. Luke chapter 6, verse 46 to 49. And God speaking, Jesus Christ speaking, says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord? But, and do not do what I say. As for everyone who comes to me, point number one, and hears my words, point number two, and puts them to practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. And when a flood came and the torrent struck that house, it could not be shaken because it was well built. 
That is how you lay a foundation. You come to God, you believe, you receive, and you apply. I'm laying a foundation. That's faith. I'm taking substance out of His Word. I believe it. I apply it to my life. Faith sets. The foundation is set. The foundation is in its place. I'll be together now. And once that foundation is in place, I will then need to build upon it. Now this is now when we get into the legalities of faith. How do I build upon my faith? So I just said that you must add to your, virtue, to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. To knowledge temperance. To temperance patience. To patience. And so we carry on. How, how, do, I, how do I build on my faith? Put on the screen for me, James or Jude. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Let me just say verse 1. Otherwise I'm going to battle. There's only one chapter. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Listen to this. But dear beloved, building yourselves on your, on your, on your, come on, don't, don't drift off now. It's, it's about to get interesting. Building yourself on your most holy faith. How? Oh. By what? Now that's interesting. Now we're getting into the legal terms of faith. Meaning if I do not do these things, nothing else will happen. Are you guys with me? So what does me praying in the Holy Ghost has got any, what has it got to do with my faith? How do, I, how, how do I build on my faith when I pray in the Holy Ghost? That is now very interesting. Because this is what happens, and I've explained this before. Your spirit man is the factory of unprocessed word. In other words, as I receive substance, it has not yet been processed. It's in my spirit. I've deposited this. Some people are lost. I've deposited this already into my spirit, but it's unprocessed. So the way that I process that information is when I start to pray and speak in unknown tongues. For the Bible says that he that speaks in an unknown tongue Come on, now we all know this stuff. I've touched on that. I, wanna, I don't want to get into these things. Are we, are, we, are we together now? You speak the mysteries of God. You cannot speak His mysteries if there is no substance, if there is no word. You cannot, there will be no release of revelation if I cannot speak in unknown tongues. Because when I read scripture and I pray in unknown tongues, I now process the word on the inside of me. Because when I speak in unknown tongues, it is the Holy Spirit now preaching onto my spirit man and revealing and opening up scripture to my spirits. It is the Holy Spirit himself, the author of scripture itself, that steps in at that moment and he unlocks the word as he preaches onto your spirit man. Imagine that, where the Holy Spirit stands in front of you and he's preaching onto your spirit man. Imagine that. He's the best preacher of, I can tell you, he's the preacher of preachers. And when he starts to preach to you, I guarantee you, there will be an influx of revelation, an unlocking of mysteries and secrets, and that will be opened up. But if there is no deposit into my spiritual bank, there is nothing to open up. 
But now when I have deposit substance and I start speaking by the Holy Ghost, and then guess what happens? There's an alliance between the Word of God that's taking place on the inside of me and the move of the Spirit. And suddenly the, what have been deposited into my spirit man becomes revelation. And I can see what I could not see before. And that revelation is God speaking to me. And that stirs up my faith. And this is how you build on this platform, on this foundation known as faith, is by praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Holy Ghost, meaning that I have to hear His Word every day, deposit into my spirit man, but I also have to pray in unknown tongues every single day, because that is what will process. I don't know if you're getting this. Revelation brings light. It destroys ignorance. Meaning it destroys every lie of Satan. Revelation is what kills a lie. But there, if there is nothing in my spirit, I said this morning, Jesus opened the book. You will have to take it. And you will have to open it. Because the moment I open it, just open it, I'm already engaging with the author who wrote it. And that is the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit speaks a specific language. It, it must be everything that you are. It must just be His Word. Your natural response must be Word. You must be, you must be so possessed by His Word. That it becomes a way of life. You cannot think nor see anything else. It's just word. It's just word. It must possess you. I want to use that word because it's a strong word. It must saturate every part of your life. Every part of your being. Are we together now? You must hear the word continue. But listen, it is, it is to the extent of not just hearing it once a day. Because now when... I, from the onset of my message, when I speak and I say that you must hear the Word of God every day, people will think, okay, I just need to get up this morning and read my Bible and I've heard His Word. Okay, great. That's done for the day. No, no, no. You must hear His Word consistently and continually, even throughout the day. I ponder on His Word continually. I will have conversations with people while speaking to them. I'm just Word. You can ask those having conversations with me. My response will always be, but the Bible says this. But, but it's written. But it says this, always. I will speak to you having a conversation, but all I see is just word. Continually. The Bible says that Peter, standing in the boats, in the midst of a storm, cried out as he saw the Lord Jesus Christ coming near. And he says, who are you? And Jesus responding, saying that it is I. And then Jesus Christ spoke and said, come to me, Peter. And the Bible says that he got out of the boat and he took a few steps. But God did not speak after that. And because he could no longer hear the word, he started getting focused on what is going on around him. And he went down. And then the word responded again and picked him up. And the moment that he heard the word again, there was faith again.
So you will continually have to hear His word consistently and continually. Otherwise, you will quickly get focused on the surroundings around you, the circumstances and the situations, the many storms raging against you. You will get focused on that and there will, no, there will be no more faith. The moment that I focus on the storm, I have already stepped out of the dimension of faith. I have already removed my eyes from the, from the way, the truth, and the life. That is the living word. That is our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. You will have to keep your eyes fixated upon Him. You will, he is the living word. He must be before you. When you look to the right, He must be that side. When you look to the left, He must. When you turn around, He must be. You must, you must make your bed, the place where you reside and where you dwell, in the midst of His truth, in the midst of His Word. Because when you do that, you are making your place where you reside and dwell in the midst of His light. And where His light is, where His truth is, where His Word is, that is where you will find the anointing. That is where you will find the fire of God. That is where you will find the authority of God. That is where you will find the power of God. The anointing has got no business being anywhere where the Word of God is not. So if you want the anointing, get into the Word. Make that your place, your dwelling place, the place where you reside and where you dwell. Because that is where you will find the anointing. I say it again. You will not, the anointing has got no business being anywhere where the Word is not. You want the anointing, get into the Word. You will have to dwell in the Word. Are you guys with me? Sit time. Listen, I've got so much still to cover. It's like goal setting. Let me just touch on a few things, random things. That might seem quite random now, but I just... It's like goal setting. Goal setting is a necessity for faith. It is very important that you set your goals around the things that you're hoping for. Understand again that hope is not faith. It is not the same thing. Are you guys with me? Many hope for a house, yet they never receive it. They will say something like this, someday I will attain it. Someday I will receive it. Someday I will get it. Hope will even put a smile on your face and it will make you look like you're a very positive individual, but there will be no results. Are you guys with me? So hope is the thing that sets your goals, but faith is what brings it in. Again, like I stated, when you sow, tithes or seeds it is exactly the same thing you tithe and you sow out of hope that generates the harvest but faith is the very thing that will bring it in are we together now amen there's so much i don't know where to leave and where to take are we together faith say faith Say it and say faith. It is the thing that will cause you to walk in the things that are not as if it is. To see what, what is not. To speak the things that are not as if it is. Are you guys with me? Hope is just a feeling. Hope is just a feeling. Faith is not that. 
Many will wait until they have a feeling. That's just hope. Hope is a feeling. Faith is not that. Faith is not positive confession. I've said this so many times. It is not you saying, I know that I can do this. I can do it. Yes, yes, I can do it. I've got this. I've got this. And you're psyching yourself up standing there. Yes, yes, yes. I've got this. I've got it. Ah, I've got this. Ah, you're already lacking a lot of faith. Faith is not positive confession. It is guaranteed agreement. It is a legal binding contract that you're standing under. That you have gained knowledge of. And because of your knowledge of this title deed that you carry. You know that what is written is for me. And must therefore happen. It is not positive confession. It is you commanding it to come to pass. It is not hoping that it will happen. It has already happened. I must just like claim to it. I don't know if someone is hearing this. Meaning I command it from a heavenly perspective. I command it. I command it. I command Listen, without faith, you cannot please God. If you want to please God, you will need faith. Faith is so important that you cannot even forgive without faith. Faith is so important that you cannot even receive salvation without it. Faith is so important that you cannot see the kingdom of heaven without it. Faith is a very, very crucial, important substance of heaven that I need to gain knowledge of because my very salvation is dependent upon it. Faith. Faith. And you will have to work out your own faith. That's not my job. That's not even God's job. It is your job. To work out your own faith. You've already been given a measure. Pulled on it. It is your job to do it. It is required of this covenant. And that you build on that faith that you have been given. It must increase in your life. You must build on it. You've already been given the Jesus kind of faith. Which means that you must have the ability to produce the Jesus kind of results. Because the same faith that Jesus used to cast out demons is the faith that you have. The same faith that Jesus used to raise the dead is the same faith that you have. The same faith that Jesus used when He opened the blind eyes and the deaf ears is the faith that you have. The same faith that Jesus used when God used when He created the heavens and the earth. That is the faith that you have. The same faith that Jesus used when He commanded the lame to stand up and walk. That is the faith that you have. You have the Jesus kind of faith. Lay claim to it and produce the Jesus kind of results. It is yours for the taking, but you will have to work it out. You see, many times this requires of you to doubt your doubts. You must doubt your doubts. When the enemy comes with that suggestion, telling you that you cannot do this, and doubt comes, doubt that doubt. It's like, ah, 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 this, This thing doesn't make sense to me. Even though the natural circumstances might be speaking, it still doesn't make sense to me. 
No, 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 no. You doubt that doubt. His word says, I doubt that doubt that the enemy is blind. No, 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 this doesn't make sense. Because the Bible says, it is written within my title deed. And this doubt coming up is speaking against what is in my title deed. And therefore I cast it out for the rubbish it is. Got no place in my life. Start, you need to learn how to doubt your doubts. What is he saying concerning that situation? For without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without God it is impossible to please him. It is impossible to please him. It makes no sense to God when you're acting like you have no more hope. He looks confused down at you. It makes no sense to God when you're acting like there is no hope. When you're acting like there's no hope, you lack spiritual reality. You lack spiritual substance. You lack what His Word is saying about that situation. He thinks, what is wrong with this person? Do you not know? Do you not know that I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly? Do you not know that mercy and goodness will follow you all the days of your life? Do you not know that I am the Lord your God who goes before you fighting your enemies on your behalf so that you may have victory? Do you not know that there is nothing that can separate you from my love? Do you not know that I am with you and that I will never leave you nor forsake you? Do you not know it makes no sense to God when you have no more hope? Because He has already spoken. I now need to work out my faith. But the way that I work out my faith is by gaining knowledge of substance. The substance locked up within the boundaries of Scripture itself. I must take it and I must deposit it into my spirits. You are responsible for your own faith. You are responsible for your own faith. Just quickly, I'll end over this time. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. New King James, just quickly. I've skipped so much. Listen to this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all healing who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. D.L. Osborne 
use these same words, but he would say, and God, listen, it says there, our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. And he would say, how God anointed T.L. Osborne. Take your name and put it in there. And say, how God anointed Martin. How God anointed Donovan. How God anointed Kalema. How God anointed Monica. How God anointed Sonia. How God anointed Carl. How God anointed Trevor. How God anointed. Put your name and say, how God anointed. How God anointed. How God anointed. How God anointed. This is a prophecy going out over your life even on this night. And you have the decision whether you're going to believe it, receive the substance, and act on it by faith. And say, God anointed. Come on, put your name in and say, God anointed. And God anointed. And God anointed to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons, to open the blind eyes, to open the deaf ears, to perform signs, to perform miracles, to perform healings, to perform wonders. And God has anointed, and God has anointed, and God has anointed, and God has anointed. This is how I stand on a foundation of faith and I make a declaration. It might not be visible yet, but because I'm standing on faith and I am declaring by the inspiration of the Spirit of the living God, I must see the manifestation thereof. I believe it with all my being.